to worship is hymn number 710. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. Be silent before God, my soul. He bears my salvation. Yes, he is my rock and help, my fortress. I will not be shaken. Whoever sits in the shadow of the highest, who sleeps in the shade of the Almighty. The eternal God is your dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Confess that the Lord is good, that his kindness endures forever. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 382, Be Still My Soul, number 382. you here this morning. 
And Lord, as we come before you with the needs and requests in our lives, you remind us through the power of your Spirit how important it is for us to have prayer with you every moment of every day. And so, God, we're taking out this moment right now to lift up those needs and requests of our own lives, the lives of friends, the lives of the patients here at this medical center, the lives of the staff that are working, the lives of the families that we'll be visiting today. Lord, we lift up all of those requests and all of those lives. And God, we would just ask that you would intercede in a very special way and remind them always of your presence, that they are never left or alone, they are never forsaken, but that you are always with them. And God, we are so thankful and we are reminded that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 386. I am weak, but thou art strong. Number 386.
scripture reading this morning is found in the book of Romans chapter 11 beginning with verse 33 oh the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out who has known the mind of God or who has been his counselor who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that the presence of your Spirit is here with us this morning as we come and worship. And Lord, as we unite our hearts with that purpose, God, I would ask that you would help me say those things that we all need to hear so that we can just give you that praise and that glory forever that you so richly deserve. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Well, the last time I was here in the chapel preaching, we didn't have any power. That was a couple of Sundays ago, and uh, it fit in really nice with the sermon that I was preaching. So today, the power is on, and yes, it fits very nicely in what I am going to be preaching about this morning. The power of God in our lives. And if you were here a couple of Sundays ago when we didn't have power, it was kind of even mysterious, wasn't it? When we, when we didn't have the power, the lights were not on, and we saw each other kind of in a different way in the shadows, and this part of the medical center was eerily quiet. You know, the systems, the machinery wasn't working. We didn't have that background noise. Nobody was walking down the hallway, and it was just kind of interesting just to have on that Sunday time of worship not having the power on and the difference that it makes, even in our surroundings, even in the places in which we are when we don't have that background noise and all of a sudden that background noise is no longer there and then we can hear the silence. You know what I'm talking about, we can hear the silence. So this morning I'm going to talk to you about prayer and prayer is something in which we all, I think, and I'll make the statement for myself since we use the I statement here for a variety of reasons. I know that for myself, I find prayer very difficult at times. And it shouldn't be difficult. Prayer should be one of the easiest things, if there is a word for that, one of the easiest things that we can do. It should be always the first thing that we should do, if nothing else. But yet we seem to struggle with understanding prayer and how prayer works in our lives. A couple of things I want to give you pause to think about that perhaps maybe prayer is not something in which you're going to in your first direction. Or maybe something that gives you an understanding of maybe perhaps where 
the understanding of prayer for you and for me might be a little different. Do you ever have a sense of discouragement when you are praying before God? Do you ever have a sense of discouragement when you're praying before God that, God, I don't know why I'm doing this. It's really not going to work out the way that I want it to, and I shouldn't even pray. And, 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 and what's interesting about that is when we think about that, I think that we could honestly say that there are times when we are praying to God that we are just discouraged. We're discouraged because of the circumstances that perhaps are in our lives. We're discouraged perhaps about our relationships We're discouraged about the challenges that we have. We're discouraged about the things that perhaps didn't work out the way that we wanted them to. But what's interesting about that is when we are discouraged, it actually means, it literally means that we have a lack of courage. So when you are discouraged, when you go before the Lord in prayer, you are lacking courage to go before God. You are lacking courage before you pray. And when we are discouraged and when we lack that courage that we need to have, we've already admitted that we lose heart in our relationship with God. We lose heart. So here we are not having the courage that we need to have. We're feeling discouraged. We're losing heart about why the things are taking place in our lives and that it doesn't even matter when we pray before God because things are not going to work out that we want to have. And we have that sense in our lives that we are ready to give up. So am I the only one that feels that way when we go before God in prayer? Am I the only one that just feels discouraged? I just lack the courage to go before God. I've always thought I had courage, but then I realize as I'm praying before God, God, I've already given up before I come to you. But God says that is not how it's supposed to be when we go before God in prayer. We understand, I think, at least what prayer is when we think about the Lord's Prayer because in that circumstance when Jesus gave the Lord's Prayer to his disciples, he was teaching them how to pray because they asked him, how should should we pray, God? What is that all about? But within our own lives, I think we struggle with that. We struggle with the understanding of all the pieces of what prayer means. We don't need to know everything about prayer to pray. We don't need to know all that there is to know about prayer for us to pray. We know the fact that when we go before God, God wants us to go before him in in all faith. God wants us to look at our lives and accept his working in our lives in all faith. In fact, he gives us the example that we are to have a child-like faith. Yesterday I was over at my granddaughter's house and We were celebrating her birthday, and we had a wonderful time. And our youngest grandson, who happened to be there, he didn't want to put on the proper 
life jacket things, you know, that he's supposed to be wearing because he's only two. And there's a pool there, and of course we have that safety and we have that concern. But he has this stubborn streak. I don't know where he gets it from. But he has this stubborn streak about him that he absolutely refused to wear any type of life jacket thingy. You know, the things you put on your arms or around your chest to make sure that you can still float if you get into water over your head. And so it was just about the end of the event and he wanted to get back into the jacuzzi and there's an edge around the jacuzzi in, in which he can walk and he's safe there because there's the water is okay. He can kind of walk in the shallow there. But if he walks off the edge, the jacuzzi gets kind of, a, kind of deep and all of a sudden the water would be in over his head. So my son was out there with him and he goes, hey dad, would you mind watching Ben for a minute as I go back into the house? I said, hey, no problem. So we're getting ready to go. I'm putting my shoes on. And then all of a sudden, he steps off the ledge and gets into the deep end, and he's in over his head. And I was a couple of feet away, and there was no hesitation on my part. One, two, three. And I was all my clothes on, my phone, which I'm going to get a new one today, Everything that was in my pockets, but it was more important for me to render aid and not to save him because he was okay, but the fact is I just didn't want him to be underwater, right, because he doesn't know how to swim. And, of course, it was only a second or two, and I picked him up, and, of course, I'm in the water, and, you know, I'm already soaking wet, and, of course, he's crying because he was startled, he's upset, and... I just held him for a while, and everything, it was okay. And after he settled down, guess what he wanted to do again? That's right, the exact same thing he was doing before. And he slipped in again. But you know, in our lives, we are very similar in terms of how my grandson responds. God gives us the things that we need to have in our lives to keep us safe and to protect us and to look out for us, but yet we have a stubborn attitude in which we say to God, God, I don't need any of this. I can do this all on my own. I don't need anything that you've given me to make my life better. I don't need anything that would make my life safer. I don't need anything so I can have a better understanding with you, God. I am just so stubborn, I can figure it out all on my own. But like my grandson, we think everything is going okay until we step off the edge and we get literally in over our heads in the circumstances that we find in our lives. And we hope and we cry out that someone will come and save us. And then God does save us. He embraces us. He holds us. We cry for a while. We're upset. But after we get settled down after a while and after we feel the reassurance of God's presence in our lives, what do we do? We do the same thing. Okay, God, I don't need you anymore. Let me, let me do this on my own again. I don't want to wear anything that's going to protect me. I don't want to wear anything that's going to keep me safe. I just want to do it on my own. And for our own lives... God reminds us that he always wants us to be dependent upon him. 
And I must admit that after the event and my adrenaline was going, and you know, because I just reacted, you know, I just did what the right thing was to do. You know, and I was telling Lynn, you know, it's just like I would never want every anything to happen to that little guy. And my daughter-in-law clearly saw my reaction as I just jumped in. I mean, I didn't even hesitate. I didn't. I didn't care what I was wearing. Didn't matter what was in my pockets. My whole focus was to take care of my grandson. And that's how God is with us. That's how God looks after us. When we do things in our own stubborn way. When we want to have things our own way. And then we get into trouble, and then we get in over our heads, and then we cry out to God, and we ask God to do something miraculous to save us from ourselves. And we forget that God did not create that situation. We created that situation. Now, I don't expect my grandson, who is two years old, to understand all the re repercussions of, any, of all the stuff that we're talking about here. And I don't think he understands the repercussions of what happened yesterday. But that doesn't matter. Because a lot of times we don't understand the things that happen in our lives. And we find ourselves questioning God. We find ourselves discouraged about our relationship with God. We find ourselves losing heart with God. We find ourselves in a place where we are ready to give up. God has never given up on you. God has never given up on me. Even when we create circumstances in our own lives based on our own decisions that we make, based on our stubbornness, based on our pride, we are reminded that within that relationship, that God is always there with us. And because of that, we should go before God in prayer about all things. We should go before God first and foremost, and as I said earlier, it should be the easiest thing to do, and if, if nothing else, it should be number one on your list to do, not the last thing, because when we go through our checklist about circumstances that we have in our lives and how we want to correct them, how we want to fix them, how we want them to turn out the way that we want them to turn out, prayer seems to be the last thing that we want to do. But God wants prayer to be the first thing that he wants us to do. Because then you see, as we're praying before God, first and foremost... We don't get into the attitude of discouragement. On the contrary, what happens when we go before God in prayer, first and foremost, we understand that as we're praying to God and the relationship that we have with God, and as we're going to God with our faith as best as we can, we have that sense of presence of God in our lives. And because we have that sense of presence in our lives, we are not discouraged going forward. All of a sudden we have the courage 
that God wants us to have. So we actually have the opposite take place. When we go before God first and foremost, we see that in our relationship with God, God loves us for who we are. God appreciates us for who we are. Because you and I are God's creation. And in that relationship, again and again and again, God wants to acknowledge to you and to me how much he appreciates us, how much he wants the relationship with us, how much he loves us. And we can really only sense that when we're going before God in prayer. It's something that we do and understand that the presence of God is in our lives. Paraphrasing a a quote from A.W. Tozer. He makes this quote about who we are as a person. The essence of who we are and what we believe is how we think about God. So who you are as a person, who I am as a person, is how we think about God. How we understand our relationship that we have with God. And it should be one in which, as we pray before God in our faith, understanding the circumstances in our lives, some of it is our own doing, and we claim responsibility for it. We use the I statement, God, I did this, it was wrong, it was stupid, I take responsibility for it, right? It used to be say in the military, at least the units that I was with, if you made a mistake, and somebody called you on it, what did you say? No excuses, sir. Right? You took responsibility for your actions. And that's what happens when we go before God in prayer. Because there's nothing that we can do before God other than coming to Him in all honesty, in all truth, in all trust. And then as we see that, We are no longer discouraged, but we have that sense of courage in our lives to do the things that God wants us to do. We don't have that sense of losing heart. On the contrary, we are strengthened because of the courage that God gives us as we are operating and acting on what we believe to be God's will in terms of doing the right thing for ourselves and for others. And we have that sense that God appreciates us just for who we are. The value that God wants us to have. And then we have that sense that as we're praying to God in faith, that we realize in our relationship with God that he doesn't want us to give up about the challenges and the circumstances that we are facing. He wants us to persevere. He wants us to have perseverance. He wants us to continue on with that struggle, even though at times that struggle can be overwhelming and can be a major challenge. God wants us to carry on in our relationship with Him. And we only see that We can only do that when we go before the Lord in prayer. Because then we can see the power that God has for each and every one of us in our lives. The power that reminds us that He is there. He reassures us 
by our presence. And when we are finding ourselves in prayer with God, we find ourselves thinking about God more and more in our lives. Those moments when maybe you just have a break in terms of how your thinking is going and you need to give your brain a rest and all of a sudden you find yourself thinking about God and your relationship with God. Something that is truly transforming is when we spend our time just thinking about God in our relationship with God. It is during those times that God reveals himself in very special ways and he acknowledges that very special relationship that he has with you and that he has with me. And you find that sense of appreciation of who you are because you are one of God's created beings and how precious that is. And so as we look at that, as we examine prayer, we see it for what it is that God loves us regardless of what we have done. And people, I think, really struggle with that. I love my little Ben, as stubborn as he was, and yes, he shouldn't have gotten water over his head, but you know what? My relationship with him, if anything, it's been strengthened. Think about that. My relationship with him has been strengthened because of what I had to do. I am not saying that God wants you to put yourself in a place where you're in over your head and you need for God to save you. I'm not saying that. But there are times when those things do take place just as we walk each day in our lives that we find ourselves in circumstances where God truly does save us and our relationship is made stronger through those circumstances. As we sang the hymn this morning about understanding that God has been with us in the past, and because God has been with us in the past, He will be with us in the future. And we need not be afraid. We need not be discouraged in our walk with God. Because God, again and again, wants us to have that courage, wants us to have that sense of purpose, wants us to have that vision of what our relationship needs to be with God. And we strive for that. We're never going to reach it, but we strive for it. We, we persevere. We're not always going to get it right, but we keep persevering because that's what God wants us to do every moment of every day, to think about God in all the things that we do and that we say with each other. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion. And communion is a, a wonderful time when we can just publicly just say to those that are here that we are followers of Jesus Christ. And because we are followers of Jesus Christ, we believe in the presence of Christ in our lives, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension in all things. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us to walk with you in all things. 
that first and foremost to always go to you in prayer to always be thinking about our relationship with you God and Lord forgive us when we have not shown the perseverance when we have shown the discouragement when we have been wanting to give up when we didn't have the courageations and Lord we are so thankful that you do save us again and again and again in our lives because of our stubbornness and because of our pride. We thank you, God, and we thank you for this precious relationship and how much you do appreciate each and every one of us. And God, we appreciate you by sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for each and every one of our sins. Thank you, God. In Christ's name, amen. Oh, 
Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us how important prayer is in our lives. And God, remind us to take hold of that, to make it number one in all things that we do. And not to be discouraged, but to draw the courage and the strength that we get from our relationship from you in faith. Help us, God, now. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.